This is John Gescheidmeyer of Wisconsin Real Estate Today, your real estate expert. This podcast is designed to equipping people with the teaching and tools they need to succeed in real estate. I hope you enjoy this episode and subscribe for more real estate content. So what are the best ways to prepare for showings? Once you've made the decision to sell your home, you've found the right real estate agent, you've prepared, hopefully that agent has coached you into all the ways that uh, you can or they can help you find success. Now it's time to get ready for showing. What we like to do at our firm is we like to take advantage of the market opportunities that are presented to us. So we'll oftentimes enter a home in what's called a delayed status. And that delayed status allows you some time to get ready, but it also allows prospective buyers to know about the home, especially within the MLS system. And at the same time, it's almost like a coming soon type of an environment, right? So people are gonna drive by for sure, so when you're listed, once the sign goes up, whether you're in what we call the delayed status or you're ready to go and you're on the market now live, you have to remember that people are going to drive by all the time, day and night. So you've got to have that house looking in its best shape and condition. But let's talk a little bit about the actual showing itself. So now you're on the market, you're ready to show. Maybe today's the day that your realtor has put you live. And now you're there, right? It's go time. It is time for people to walk in the door. So what are some things that we have to consider? Well, like we talk about in other episodes and we will talk about in subsequent episodes, you've got to really take a look at the home from a very unique perspective. You got to take your seller's hat off and put your buyer's hat on. And that's such an important phrase, I think, to remember because to you, your home is your home. To them, to the buyers, it's just another home. So we have to create this experience. And I referenced this in another podcast that we're trying to create an experience a lot like hotels and Disney and all of the other places that you can think of have created, you know, think about a resort maybe that you've visited and the entire experience was amazing. And you paid five, seven, eight thousand dollars whatever it may be. But you always tell everybody about how great of an experience it was. So now let's go back to when you bought your house. When you walked into your house as a buyer, that's somebody else's house. You walked in as a buyer, what did you experience? What did you think about? What did you smell? Smell is an extremely powerful sense. You can probably walk into a place today, maybe a bakery, and remember childhood memories. You might smell some perfume or cologne and remember people. So we have to play to those senses. And what we're trying to do is create that experience, right? So it's all about good sights, good sounds, good smells when you're preparing for showings. Now, let's say you've got a showing coming up at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and it's the day before your first showing. What are some things that you should do or you should think about? Well, remember that when people come into your home, they're going to judge you. And so I always tell my sellers when we're listed, because they get unedited feedback through our showing service, you've got to take this with a great assault and have a and have a thick skin, right? You gotta have you gotta be tough when it comes to this stuff. Because in the end, people through their agent will just tell you the way it is. And that's what I like. I don't 
I personally don't edit any of my, my feedback from uh, showings. I, I just let my sellers deal with it. But try to disassociate yourself from that house, which you know might be tough, right? Because you've got that emotional attachment. So the second thing is to depersonalize your house. So walk around your house and just understand that people are going to judge you and your home sometimes, and I'm not saying this is right, but sometimes on your family or your photos. So I'm not a huge believer that we should remove all personal effects from the house, but most of them should probably find a place in a storage locker or a box of some kind. You know, as you're preparing to sell your house and to show it, I love those Tupperware containers, those big ones that you can get at some of the big box stores or a place like Walmart. And um, you can label those, but don't write on them. Put uh, some painter's tape on or even some duct tape, something you can cover over or take off. But do it on the sides. When you stack those, you know exactly what's in there. Remember, you may be on the market a long time. And so if you, if you store things, you want to know where they are for easy access if possible. So presenting the buyers with an impersonal, kind of a relatively clean and uncluttered, uncluttered environment is really what we're looking for. So a lot of photographs. I remember walking to a home one time where uh, in the living room, it was kind of this shrine to grandma and grandpa's grandkids. Um, and, and they were very, very proud. They just, they, they said, John, we've got to tell you about all of our grandkids and our daughters and our sons. And, and, and we just love this family so much. And we were so blessed and proud. And it was really cool to listen to that. And then I had to deliver the bad news to them and tell them, guys, I think we need to get rid of these. So they got it. They understood. It wasn't anything personal. I just wanted to get as much money for them as possible and the best you know, offers, of course. But depersonalizing that house. And, and in that case, I have to be honest with you, that the wall of the family there looked awesome, but it looked way too much for showings, obviously, right? So even art objects. You may love some of the some of the different art that you've accumulated over the years, but to a buyer, it's distracting. And let's talk about selling in Wisconsin, especially when we have animals on our wall. Yes, I did say that. You need to remove, and this is where the wives will take their earbuds out and they'll hand them to their husband and they'll say, see, listen to this guy. He's talking about something he knows you uh, very well about. Guys, I, hey, I, I'm not a hunter, but I get the trophy of the hunt. Um, I get it. But that is not uh, something that a buyer wants to see. They don't want to see the deer and, and whatever else that you've shot and killed, um, you know, from the hunt. So those should absolutely be stored. So regarding furniture, um, obviously, if you have a huge sectional, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world to remove that or remove some of it. If you have a home uh, decor that, that isn't really maybe in line with what other people are expecting to see, talk to your realtor. Make sure that you guys are all on the same page on what looks good and what doesn't, right? So preparing for the sale, preparing for showings means decluttering. We talked about that a little bit earlier. It's also a great time to donate to charity. There are so many great charitable organizations like the Salvation Army, Goodwill, and whatnot that do some really good things. So they can even pick up some of your items if you give them enough advance notice. They resell them, obviously. They make some money, and um, they're able to help people who are, who are in need. So let's walk into the front door, and let's just kind of consider 
where buyers are going to go. The first thing that somebody's going to look at when they go into your front door, depending on your home type, is either picture windows, maybe the lake, or they'll look straight down, like in a colonial, they'll look straight down towards the kitchen. More than likely, people are going to take a left or a right. They're probably not going to go upstairs. They're probably not going to go straight down that colonial hallway to the kitchen. They might, though. So just understand that those first few seconds are crucial. So again, good smells when they walk in the door. All of your lights should be on. We're going to talk about lighting in a little bit, too. We'll come back to that. But eventually, they're going to end up in your kitchen. You know, the home's kitchen is traditionally the, the, the largest or maybe even the biggest selling feature. And really making sure that the kitchen, where we spend a lot of time in, uh, even when we entertain, right? Where does everybody end up? It seems like in the kitchen. Might have a huge rec room. Everybody's in the kitchen. But that's extremely important. And so we need to look at the kitchen and we need to make sure that, generally speaking, your countertops are free of clutter. If you have a kitchen aid, that's always a good professional style uh, item to have there. But you shouldn't have a toaster oven, two or three coffee pots, the Keurig, you know, the espresso maker. Um, you want to make sure that all of your cords are stored away. I know it's inconvenient to maybe take your cords and put them in a drawer. But nonetheless, we got to make sure that everything is clear and clean, too, by the way. The refrigerator should be completely clear of photos, of magnets. And yes, even there's only one thing you could keep on there, and that's John Gescheidmeyer's magnet whether it's uh, the baseball or the football magnet that I send or the, or the calendar. Uh, that's the only thing that should be on the fridge. But no, seriously, uh, the fridge should be clear. Um, it just presents a good, clean image. So in the kitchen, remember, because we spend most, most, most time there, people are going to look. They're going to look in your cabinets. So make sure you take the time to, to really declutter the cabinets as well. Bathrooms, let's talk about that. Now, I'm going to say something that you might think is really common sense, but I cannot tell you how many times I go into a home and I see, guess, come on, take a guess. The toilet seat is up. <laughs> we've got we've to gotta coach you guys as sellers that every time you sell the home, go around and make sure that your toilet seats are closed. On a vacant home, I would personally consider turning the water off and I would remove toilet paper. I know it sounds rather disgusting, but people will use your bathroom sometimes, especially if the home is vacant. So in a vacant home, do not put out toilet paper. It sounds crazy, but people will do it, and you're not there to, um, to take care of that stuff. So, you know, a good realtor should be keeping their eye on their buyers, but unfortunately, sometimes they can't. Your shower uh, doors should be completely clear. They should be cleaned. There shouldn't be an odor in there. And the other thing about a shower that you should consider is keeping to a minimum all of your shampoos and your soaps and your brushes and all that other stuff. So that should be organized and look neat. A couple new bath towels um, and the linen closet looking organized is a huge must, must as well. So that's bathrooms and kitchens. Now let's go to the bedrooms. Bedrooms can be a big deal breaker for people because it might be too small. You need to work with your realtor to make sure that when it's all said and done, your bedroom presents a good image and picture of what it really is and what it looks like. 
In other words, if you have a bedroom that's, let's say, 13 by 12, um, you know, width by dimension, or you're talking about dimensions there, and you've got a really big king-size bed with a canopy bed and all those other things that, that are large, you may love it, but a buyer may walk in and say, oh my goodness, this is too small for us. So make sure that you take that into account. People like to come into homes that look like hotels. So if you can make your home look like a hotel as much as possible, and I'm not saying you have to go out and spend you know, a lot of money on linens and whatnot, but how you fold your towels, your nice throw pillows, and of course, it, it really should go without saying that you've got to make your bed. Um, you got to make your bed every day because if you're away, let's say you leave for work at 7.30, no one's in the house, and you have a showing requested at 9 o'clock for noon, unless you can run home and take care of, uh, care, care of things and tidy up, you always have to be ready for showings. So keep that in mind as well. People will look in your closets. They will look in your master bedroom closet. They'll look in your, in your kids' closets. So it's not really acceptable to just shove everything in a closet. And I see that on so many occasions, and it frustrates me because I, I see my buyers going from smiling to almost like frowning or having a neutral response you know, during that, uh, during that showing. And, and that's something that, that just is distracting to me, and it, and it takes away from what should be a really good showing. Uh, how about the floors? Look at your floors throughout the house. Make sure that everything is picked up and that you don't have a lot of stains on your carpeting. Um, th there are so many things that, that, that can detract. So we need to make sure that we work with our realtor because if your carpets are damaged or they're stained beyond you know, what would be normal wear and tear, you might want to consider replacing that. There's a couple options with carpeting too. Maybe we should talk about that for just a second. With carpet, sometimes I'll have this discussion with my sellers and they'll say, John, what do I do with this carpet here? The, the carpet on the, on the upstairs uh, stairwell looks terrible. And I'll, I'll say, yep, I agree. So two options. One, you could just offer a credit and not worry about it. And if the rest of your house is in great shape, maybe your buyers won't get too distracted over that. But in today's day and age, buyers don't want to do anything. I know that sounds crazy because maybe 10 years ago you bought your house and you painted every room and you replaced all the carpeting. You may have ripped out carpeting and put in hardwood flooring. But whatever the case may be, most buyers today really don't want to do anything. So just keep that in mind. Work with your realtor to make sure that no matter what, you're maximizing the experience within that house. So let's talk a little bit about cleanliness. Let's talk a little bit about windows. The worst possible thing that you can happen or that can happen during a showing is a nice bright sunny day. Let's say your home is a northern exposure, so the southern part of your house is getting sun, you know, all day. The buyers come to your house on a beautiful sunny day. And this could be in the middle of winter, by the way, too. And next thing we see, the only thing we see is smudged windows. And that could be on the inside or the outside. That is something that you need to take into consideration before you show the house. Again, we're trying to maximize the effect and the experience that we have. Odors go without really hopefully saying, right? So good sights, good smells. The smells, the smell is really what cements the deal in my, in my opinion. Uh, especially in a basement too, by the way. Check the temperature. Uh, while it's hot outside, set the thermostat 
you know, to roughly 70, maybe 72 degrees, something like that. If you're in the, the winter months or the fall months, like we have here in Wisconsin, you might want to set that thermostat to somewhere around, you know, the same temperature, 72, maybe 76. But I think if you get up to about that 76 range, you start to, you start to smoke people out of the house a little bit. Again, we're just looking to kind of uh, appeal to the, to the masses, so to speak. Now, one of the questions that people have asked me in the past is, you know, John, I have a natural fireplace and I'd love to have a fire going. As an ex-firefighter, I just don't like that idea. Um, you know, to leave an unattended fire inside of a house is really dangerous. So it's certainly nothing that I would recommend. You can put photos or maybe even a video uh, out there for people. But if you have a gas fireplace, absolutely have that on because it does set the mood, right? Um, maybe the smell of coffee, maybe the smell of fresh baked chocolate chips is still popular to some. But remember, nice jazz music, maybe some soft jazz, whatever it may be, creates a great mood when people walk in the door. Um, and for me, more than anything, I think when it really comes down to it, there's got to be consistency throughout the house. So let's talk a little bit about lighting. I, I, I mentioned earlier that I was going to come back to that, and that's important to, to me. Lighting is crucial throughout the entire house. I personally do not like LED lights that look like fluorescent lighting. I think it detracts from showings. I think fluorescent lighting in general makes for really bad photos if you don't know how to uh, adjust the saturation on a photo that a, a realtor takes. Remember, your photos are your 24-7 open house. So somebody that works the second shift might be searching for homes at 3 o'clock in the morning as they're trying to trail off to go to bed. You're open 24-7 on the Internet, and your lighting needs to be consistent. So when people walk into your house from room to room, I personally recommend to my clients that everything be soft lighting. Not the real bright, almost fluorescent light you know, type of soft lighting, but the true soft lighting. And you can find those in LEDs. Just remember, it's been my experience with LEDs that if you have a 60-watt incandescent light bulb, we'll call those the old-style light bulbs, that you can't replace that light with a 60-watt equivalent, if you will, of an LED, because to me it looks like 100 watts. So in my house, uh, we replaced our 60-watt incandescents with, I think, 25-watt LEDs. So play with the lighting, but no matter what you do, be consistent as you walk through. I, I just think the ones that look fluorescent-y really detract from your, from, your, from your house. So one of the questions we get is, well, John, when we're, when we're moving, we're going to have boxes, right? We're going to have storage stuff in our basement, especially. Remember, a basement is a really crucial part of a home and a part of a showing. People are going to go and they're going to be, you know, because a realtor is going to teach them what to look for, right? They may have learned over the years about foundation issues and whatnot. So, of course, they're going to go and check that out. So your basement can't smell musty. That's the number one. If you go down and you smell must, my home inspectors over the years have taught me, John, if your clients go down into the basement and they smell that musty smell, that's mold. And let's be honest, folks, there's mold in just about every house, in, in, at least in the Midwest. We need to minimize that as best as possible. You should always have... A, a working dehumidifier running in your basement. Now, let's be honest, in the winter, it's not going to run a lot. But when it needs to, it, it kicks in. 
And you should never have that dehumidifier within about six feet of your floor drain. Some people put it right over the floor drain and all you're doing is circulating you know, moist air back and forth. And, and really all you're gonna do is kill that dehumidifier at some point a lot earlier than it normally would die. So keep that away from there because you're defeating the purpose of having that. But I always tell my clients, people understand that you're moving. So if you have storage shelves, neatly place your bins or your boxes, and I would label them too, and I'll tell you why in a second, but have those all neatly stored. People get that you're moving, but if you overclutter an area, people are going to, it's, it's just visually detracting. So why label things? Well, for one, of course, if you need something, you know exactly what's you know in each box. But I have had clients say to me when they're looking at a home, and of course, the ones they really like, they're going to spend more time in, right? I mean, that just makes more sense. But the, the clients that, and you can see this, they just start falling in love with these homes. But they'll say, John, look at how organized these guys are. When a buyer sees a client, a seller client that's organized, and they see a home that's clean and fresh smelling, it makes them feel good. And it gets them to realize that the stuff they can't see has probably been taken care of. So nonetheless, um, every level of your home and every level needs to be looked at. Showing specific, usually plan on about an hour. Buyers, sometimes if, you're, if the realtor is scheduling the showing, schedules it, schedules it between noon and one o'clock, it's possible those people might arrive at 1255. Keep in mind, that's not our goal, right? We, we wanna make sure that we, that we allow our clients as much time as needed to make a good decision in, in the homes that they view. But I can't always predict when they're gonna leave a home, which may put us behind schedule. Other times we may show up a few minutes early. So if your noon showing is a little bit early, maybe you leave the home by about 11.45 or so. And I wouldn't come home until about 1.30 if possible. Let's be honest, when you sell your home, it's an extreme inconvenience and you have to be ready at a moment's notice for a new showing. The last thing we wanna do is turn down a showing. We realize in real estate that sometimes that's not always possible, but we always hope that our clients and we prepare our clients to make sure that they are ready at a moment's notice when that perfect buyer might come through. I hope that this was helpful in giving you some tips and tools so you can succeed and really presenting your best foot forward when it comes to showings. I'm John Gescheidmeyer, and I hope this was helpful as you prepare for showings, because in the end, it's all about getting the best offer at the best terms and hopefully for the most money. This session of Wisconsin Real Estate Today has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and let others know if you found this content useful. Until next time, make today your best day.